0: It's time, folks, it's time, it's time for the Kush Hour, Kushbomb Hour, boom, 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 boom. I was born to do AM radio, man. I really could do this shit all day, never had the chance, partially because, obviously, my kind of politics would not be allowed on the radio because I'm too fucking real. But uh, I certainly do enjoy just talking my ass off uh, extemporaneously for a long time. It's a lot of fun. It's soothing. Uh, how are you guys doing? How's the guys doing out there? Uh, just last time uh, somebody asked me at the end about everyone like boycotting the election. And I thought about it, and as much as I like it, I don't see any way to make that work like make it a thing without it just becoming a meme and uh oh boy not really high on memes right now but I certainly don't poo poo anybody who wants to do anything right now because who am I to say it's not the right move cause god damn it nothing feels right right about now uh, everything feels very questionable so how you guys doing out there in in the lands with the peoples How are you guys up? uh, How are you? What are you guys up to? Uh, Joe Biden. Not talking about Joe Biden tonight, guys. Remember, that's a YP, and it doesn't have to be your problem. Leave it to Nira. Nira's problem is getting that fucker elected. You don't have to do anything about it, one way or the other. We just have to survive, and that's going to become a more and more pointed question as shit gets worse and worse. I mean, we saw the collapse of the petrodollar today. Didn't expect to see that. Just money, oil literally worthless. You would have to pay someone to take oil off of your hands. White gold, Texas tea, is now no better than uh, from fucking overproduced beanie babies, so you gotta like pay to store. Can you think of can Can you believe that? I don't know what Nick has been saying about COVID, but uh, I'm assuming he's saying it's not real. Which I think the thing people really need to process is you don't know, and more importantly, what difference would it make if it was true? Like, what if you found out tomorrow that what if What if you found out confirmation tomorrow? Yeah, it's all made up. It's all a conspiracy to get you. I I don't know what the hell the point of this is supposed to be. Why you would destroy? I guess to consolidate capital or like institute a uh, uh, police state that they already had already basically fixed. That, that's the thing I don't get. It's like we, they don't need an excuse to do to do uh, police state shit. They do police state shit anyway. People just accede to anything because the ones who are most likely to get are ones that are most paying attention already have guns, and they feel mollified by having guns. So what difference does it make? They still run your shit and tell you what to do, and we don't have any mechanism to stop them. So how about we talk about that? How about we talk about the powerlessness? It seems to be more more vital, uh, vital point right now than whether or not it's happened, since there's no way to know, and you're just guessing. But I don't know what he's saying. Like I said, I haven't been listening. I don't know what anyone's saying. All I know is oil is now free. So go grab all the oil you want. If you've ever wanted some oil, go get some. I would love to get some oil with you guys. Just go, go to town on a big, big old batch of oil. They can give us money for the oil, and then we just put the oil in, I don't know, like maybe a, uh, a big bathtub uh swimming pool? I only put the put it in the swimming pool. Yeah, so I don't know what this means. Uh I've never really been very knowledgeable about all like that petro petro economy shit. Like the deep structural money stuff uh oil stuff. Uh I certainly don't think this is what anyone wants. So if it keeps some fucking shale oil in the ground, that's good. But Cheap oil does have a bad impact on uh, renewables because it makes dirty uh, energy the cheapest option, and uh, with the economy collapsing as it is, cheapest option is going to look pretty good. So, who knows how long this lasts? the The, the contracts for June are 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 decent. I mean, it's still very low, but it's not it's not nothing. So. There's some sort of assumption going on in some levels of the market that things are going to get back to normal. And basically, they want to, like, hold on to uh, the the glut of oil through May so they can sell it later. I don't know. And so they're basically paying people the way you would pay, uh... Yeah, like somebody who had a, uh... uh, uh a, uh... One of those... Places that, uh, store shit, storage locker, uh, for the aforementioned Beanie Babies. But it is so funny. I mean, I remember being a kid and thinking about peak oil was where the apocalypse was going to come. That, like, we're running out of oil and there's going to be this bad scramble for it. Syriana, it's running out. And most of what's left is in the Middle East. A great movie, but in retrospect hilarious if you'd asked me in 2002 when i was a kid and i was getting into this shit hey what do you think uh what do you think oil is going to cost in 2020 i would have said 50 dollars a gallon i don't know it's like some new horrible world where like at the majority of cost is 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 uh oil and everything else is you know people are living in trailers i don't know $20 a gallon, 10 It would. I thought I would have assumed it was more expensive. That's for fucking sure. I sure as shit would have assumed it was cheaper than it would have been even in real dollars at that time. Uh, why did it happen? Uh, another thing I'm not that, con- that knowledgeable about, I know that uh, Russia and uh, Saudi Arabia have been in a pissing contest. The kind of thing that OPEC is actually designed to stop, uh, but this is geopolitical, uh, and... These guys really want to go down on each other. And Saudis are basically... One of the things that caused a big drop last month is that Saudis refused to cut production, even with the glut, because they want to fuck with Russia, which is a huge oil exporter and which needs oil to have a certain value. But the thing is, Saudi Arabia, it's not like they have anything else going on. They need to be able to sell oil, too. So I would expect at this point that it's going to force their hands and there's going to be a huge cutback in production. I mean, my... And they're, they're stopped. They stopped at the oil patch. Uh, I hope would be that they would just, you know, like they're talking. The fucking Kenny is talking about some bailout package for Canadian oil companies, and it's like, yeah, there are a lot of employers, and there's an economy in the western Canada that is based on oil. But how about you just pay people to not fucking drill it right now? The way that you pay uh, uh, um, farmers not to grow certain crops. But not, obviously, for the executives. They can fuck off. For the workers and stuff. Like a workers bailout. And then you just take that money and you don't create uh, world-ending fossil fuels that now don't even make money. But who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Is this the end of the petrodollar? If it is, then, man, the U.S. military really is our last thing. It's like everything else is basically, uh, 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 like, uh, the shit they sell in the front of the bodega that's really all about, like, uh, dealing weed. Like, that's just some dusty, uh, cold cuts. The real shit's behind the counter in the form of, uh, you know, a world-spanning military empire with more, uh, uh, more money and, uh, equipment than the next 12 countries combined. Yeah, I've heard that uh, Kim Jong-un is apparently in Critical Elf. Who's to know uh, if that's true or not? Could be propaganda. Uh, big ups to the boy one way or the other. The big, large boy who is a big who is a big boy that we all love. Um, people keep asking about uh, the 90s like paranoia episode. I talked a little bit about uh, the Conspiracy Theories episode I did, but uh, it might be fun to delve into it more specifically. I don't know. I've got a number of things. I've got a number of solo shows coming up, hopefully, in the next month or so. But I'll put that one on the pile of ideas. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like, the oil dollar is the undercurrent of, like, that's why we get to do what we want, really. That's why we get to uh, do all the uh, deficit spending in the world, is because everybody's buying the thing that keeps the lights off in our uh, money. Uh, But the thing is, it's still going to take the lights on right now, no matter how much it costs. So, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I was thinking of doing a reading from that Upton Sinclair book. Since I'm researching the... Uh, an episode about Epic and the 34 campaign, and he wrote the book about oil that ended up becoming uh, There Will Be Blood. But, I mean, this is a good time for us to just, like, nationalize the entire energy sector. I mean, this, this is really kind of frustrating, man. Like, we're in a situation where this shit could all be had for pennies on the dollar, and we could just nationalize it, but... There's nobody in the room making these decisions who's a human being. They're all lizards. They're lizards, okay, folks? They're fucking lizard people. The only people in those rooms are goblins. All they care about is maintaining profit. And and putting goblin vomit, touching goblins, kissing goblins. in bed with a goblin. That's it. That's the only people in the room. Uh, in bed with a goblin. I don't know. I'm still looking for something. Yep. I love those guys protesting because like if people don't want to go out you can't make them. You know? That's just like there's only so much you can do against uh, hegemonic media. Like as much as people don't trust the media they still believe in general what they get told and they think there's a virus out there they're not going to go out and hang out out they're not going to come and hang out uh and uh What was I saying? I can't remember. Will Biden uh, have Have you heard of the mortal error theory of the Kennedy assassination, uh, in which he got shot in the head by the AR-15 of a hungover Secret Service agent in the seat behind in the car behind Kennedy? Uh, which some people claim fits the... uh, the scenario fits the forensics better than any of the other ones, either the solo shooter or the grassy knoll shit. Uh, And you know what? In combination with the Don DeLillo sort of, like, false flag shooting uh, theory, that kind of works, doesn't it? Like, if the whole thing was faked, if it was an attempted assassination to make Kennedy, like, take the Cuban threat more seriously and double down on, uh, on like, ZR Rifle and Mongoose... Or do another invasion by like setting up this uh, Ken, this Castro kid, this Castro fan kid as a, as the, as the patsy, uh, and they're they're like oh it works except one guy stood up and dumbassedly pat his finger on the trigger and fucking put a bullet in the president's head and blew the entire fucking situation. I mean it's uh, it would certainly be as someone said the Coen Brothers uh, solution, uh, and there's something to. Not ever wanting to rule out the most absurd outcome. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Kennedy, I just don't buy him, as I've often said, as the danger that these guys thought would have had to have thought he was to authorize an assassination. And, uh, but I do think that, like, there were a lot of very sinister actors intersecting there in the 19, early 60s in such a way that it seems kind of unrealistic to think that they weren't involved somehow, especially considering all the weird shit surrounding the assassination itself. I think the, the way to resolve that, in my mind, is, you know, no, they don't think this guy's going to dismantle uh, uh, the Cold War and, like, turn, you know, create an era of universal brotherhood that's going to sink defense stocks. They're like, this fucking dumbass doesn't get what we're deal- dealing with here. Maybe, maybe show him. Maybe have some guy, some kid who loves Castro, uh, um, put a bullet next to your ear. I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm agnostic on a lot of this stuff because I don't know. And there's no way to know. So I kind of just pick whichever one is more artistically and intellectually satisfying. Uh, Like, for example, I know a lot of people who are very into the Paddock conspiracy. Uh, Like our friends on Truanon, who I respect very much, are very much. They know a lot of stuff about uh, Paddock and his weird life and uh, the odd things that happened on that day. and, uh, And then the fact that. Yeah, the matter that you have this like millionaire uh, real estate guy in his 60s who just decides to shoot everyone on Earth, and there's questions of like whether he could have got all those shots off with the guns he had, and you know when he killed himself, and there's stuff about timeline, and there's the Saudi royal family, of course, and there's the fact that Paddock was claiming that he was being controlled and that his mind was not his own, but the fact is any version that's a conspiracy is something that fits into some, like, greater scheme puzzle in a way that, uh, uh, that is pretty cut and dry. Like, oh, you know, it's like either part of a, uh, the whole thing to get people to do to, to gun control, although then none of them have worked, so it seems like a waste of time to do, uh, gun control, uh, false flags, since nobody is moving on any subject, no matter what, on guns. Seems like you're wasting time. Um, Or it's something with, like, the Saudis and there was, like, a gun deal that went wrong. I don't know why you'd have to shoot everybody. Whatever it is, to my mind, none of that is as interesting. None of those explanations are as interesting as the official story. A wealthy, uh, uh, western boy made good who, who, who turned, uh, like, a uh, who turned life as, like, a middle-class striver into millions through, uh, 90s uh, real estate speculation in Vegas, which is a common thing. I mean, that was the gold rush um, after they started rebuilding those casinos. It's like uh, fucking Excalibur and shit. Um, uh, And then he just becomes this rich totally besotted dude. Like this guy, he's got millions of dollars and it's just boring. He can get sushi comped. He's got like he he's got the girls on speed dial for any number of uh, high high end call girls. Uh, he he, has, he can do whatever he wants, and it's just it means nothing. And then it just like how every one of his pursuits and all of his life is like whittling him down to this like just raw nerve of narcissism, like this one individual view. And it just to and that money, and especially in Vegas, every other person becomes someone who is abstracted away from humanity because your only relation with them relationship with them is transactional you only have transactional relationships uh and pretty soon people would just turn into you know uh numbers on the fucking slot machine just can i get the biggest number you know like hitting the jackpot like can i shoot like oh that that that, uh, gay muslim guy killed 50 people could i hit more could I get the top score of all time? Could I ring, get all the bells ringing in all the casinos? And then, could I get all the fucking one-armed bandits shooting out all the fucking uh, uh, coins? And then just doing it. Just doing it. As like just a vulgar, almost ritualistic conf- uh, 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 a ritualistic confirmation and like consecration of one's solipsism of like the, the idea that they are the, you're the only person on Earth, which is what capitalism and, and American capitalism and, and American culture teaches, that you are the only consciousness that matters, that you are an individual monad. And the end result of that is Stephen Paddock. And I think that's way more interesting than any conspiracy theory. And I honestly do, like I have a long-term ambition to make a movie about the Paddock brothers, him and the child molesting guy, uh, and the coke, coke head, although I'm hearing reports that, that the child molestation charges, which uh, Paddock's brother had been fleeing for years before the uh, shooting, he was arrested like uh, a month after the shooting, and someone said that those charges had been dropped, which I did not know. I would need to look more into it, but the Paddock is really more interesting to me just if it really happened the way they said, so I just choose to believe it because there's no way I'm going to know one either way. No, I don't know. He, look, the main thing to remember about Steven Paddock is that he was cool. He could get sushi comped. I'm sorry that not everybody works at a Taco Bell. You were very successful. I know he was a little tall but to be Giamatti, but man, I really think Giamatti could have done a good job with Paddock. Maybe like some forced perspective or something to make him taller. I don't know. He was cool. Uh, this is an interesting question. Chaco spoken on the connection between the CIA and modern art in the fifties and sixties. I don't think we've ever spoken about it directly on the show, but it is true that a lot of the stuff that we, uh, the critical, uh, stew that like educated Americans swim in, in terms of like, what is expected to be quality literature or quality art? Like what are the qualities of art that we value? Uh, a lot of that was created by, uh, Modern art schools in uh, both painting uh, and uh, literature that were funded by the CIA with the express purpose of providing a uh, a aesthetic focused alternative to the social realism of the of the Eastern Bloc, which was all about pointing out material conditions and and uh, you know uh, rev- uh, inspiring the masses towards revolution and recognition of their class situation well they don't want people thinking about their class situation and their art no thank you better to think about like you know oh the, 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 the wistful travails and pains of a like impotent ad executive in a suburban Connecticut uh, backyard you know small domestic dramas that don't intersect with politics in any meaningful way uh, and then in art, abstraction, you know, don't show me degradation, don't show me like a Diego Rivera fucking mural that contrasts the decadence of the rich with the penury and misery of the poor, show me a fucking bunch of, uh, uh a shit on the, on a wall, it could be anything, and then you, th- you tell me what it is. So, that is true, like, uh, the Iowa Writers Workshop was CIA funded, Partisan Review, uh, a Paris Review, a lot of the organs of like uh middle and higher brow culture were funded by the CIA. And uh uh there were funds and uh grants for artists like Pollock, Jackson Pollock, uh for the express purpose of uh creating an apolitical uh uh vocabulary for artistic worth. And the thing is we still live with that. We still live with that. Uh and it really is challenging to sometimes think do I really value these elements of art because I think that they have that there is some objective, or even even to me subjective uh, morality to it, or am I just bowing to essentially deep state propaganda created to keep me from thinking critically and keeping me from thinking class in a class conscious way? It's a very good question. Uh, now that's why, like you can say, like when people say, "Oh, you know, modern art." uh uh postmodern whatever that these things were created by the CIA. See, that's diff- that's a different claim and it's incorrect. Uh these movements existed already. These movements would have existed. These movements were products of the of the reality. They were products of the material conditions. I mean you're talking about postwar America. It's a land of plenty. It's a land of uh of uh of on we, honestly, of of a culture of, is that all there is? Because we've reached the top of Maslow's hierarchy. We've reached the top of the pyramid. At least most of us who uh, consume culture in any kind of way in America, the the middle-class post-war era, of course we're going to make art that's self-interested and narcissistic and doesn't care about politics. Of course we're going to make that kind of art. It's just that the CIA encouraged intentionally and raised up the profile, to places maybe it wouldn't have gotten. So that it reached a level of hegemonic understanding uh, as rightness in the academy it might not have got otherwise. So it helped it over the line, but it didn't create it. Of course, the same same time the CIA was doing that, the CIA was also doing uh, Operation Mockingbird, which was gaining uh, uh, literal um, influence over... America's, um, America's newspapers, America's media, direct provision, like through blackmail and through bribery, uh, and subordination, to turn reporters into agents of the state, putting out CIA propaganda for domestic, uh, consumption, like literal, uh, manufacturing consent, like not even through a a propaganda model or uh, through just literally writing checks. Uh, and presumably uh, uh, doing uh, uh, blackmail. Like, a lot of the top uh, political con- consultants and stuff back then and, and guys uh, were black highly blackmailable. Uh, there was a guy, I think his name was Drew Pearson, who was, like, the dean of the D.C. press corps, who was also gay and was heavily rumored to have been photographed either by the KGB or the CIA or both uh, um, in flagrante delecto. Uh, and as a result... You know, he was basically captured uh, by uh, intelligence. Same thing happened with other uh, guys, and also others they paid. And then at the same time as that, they were doing NK Ultra, which is so you've got these pursuits meant to create a mollified public perception, like a a, a massaged and controlled perception for the public, both aesthetic, in the in the in the in the, pollux, in, the in the in the modernism stuff uh, like factual, like, uh, like, uh, epistemological with the news media. Uh, and now literally psychologically with MKUltra, like they want to control. They, it was really a full spectrum attempt in the heady post-war days to control the human mind in every respect, control what it, the, the world it encountered uh, conceptually, and controlled the actual chemical processes going on within it. And the degree to which they were successful is honestly one that we'll never know. Because think of it this way. All right, so we have a, a narrative that, yeah, all this stuff happened, but we found out about it in the 70s, the church committee and all that. Uh, and then, you know, there were some flare-ups in the years since, like Iran-Contra and stuff, but for the most part, uh, the CIA's, like, power is diminished. They're sort of like the Mafia, which is very similar, very fitting since they do the same function as the Mafia and they co- cooperate with the Mafia on a lot of stuff, including the Kennedy assassination. Uh, but, like, they're on a decline. Uh, their influence is waning. Like, now they're just a bunch of schmucks who can't stop 9-11 and, or predict that the Berlin Wall is going to fall. But isn't that what we would think of it if all those things had been successful? If all those experiments had been successful and they really were able to create some sort of uh, 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 broad spectrum uh, uh, propaganda model that combines airwaves and literal chemical brain conditioning to to essentially massage the human mind, massage the will of the people towards tractable ends, keep guardrails basically. Wouldn't we remember that as being like, oh, yeah, and then then they just went away instead of, oh, yeah, they took over everything. No, we wouldn't know that. That would defeat the whole purpose. If they needed to do that, if they didn't have to do this stuff to our brain, then they would live in a world where they could just be out and say, yeah, we control you. But they can't do that. So they have to do, what they would do is they would make us think that they went away while actually controlling everything. I'm not saying that's true, in fact I think it probably isn't, but the disturbing thing for me is it seems like the world we live in and the degree of manipulation that is just carried out in full view of everyone, never changing anything, makes me feel like there is some mechanisms that actually worked. Some combination of persuasion and, uh, and uh, perception massage, massaging and, uh, and uh, chemical rearrangement. I don't know. This is some 420 shit. This is a very 420 uh, 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 stream. I'm going to put this one on YouTube. I'm not going to put all these on YouTube. I'm only going to put the ones I think are decent. But yeah, uh, this is definitely feeling very 420. I'm feeling very paranoid. I mean, the everything is true, like the the post-Epstein moment when I was like, yeah, give me every conspiracy. I believe it. On uh, just because someone, like we live in a world where it's essentially a quantum realm. If something could be imagined, it happened. So if there's a conspiracy, then there it's real. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, man, it's wild shit. It's a wild life we got here. It's a wild, wild life. Ah. Uh. And, of course, I say this as someone who has been accused multiple times of being a CIA operative, either knowing or unknowing. I have been accused of taking money of being handled by the CIA as part of a propaganda operation. Uh, and the funny thing is is that there is evidence to that, at least not about me, is about my coworkers, that would be acceptable in certain circumstances if you really are already motivated to believe it. So it's like, how many things do I believe that are just as wrong as other people thinking that I'm in the CIA is so that makes me think maybe none of it's true maybe all of us are projecting onto it because that's the danger of conspiracy thinking is that you have to project into the holes and if you do that how much of it is you and how much of it is real that it's very hard to tell and like quantify that so I don't know man I don't know anything everything might be true nothing is true or more likely a mixture but I don't know the percentage like it's like, a, is it like a is that like ground beef? Like it's like ninety ten. I don't know. Is it well marbled? Is it a well and richly marbled reality? I don't know. I don't know, guys. I do not know. Uh, how do you know I'm not CIA? Exactly, you don't. I know I'm not like I'm deep unless this unless that m k ultra shit works even better than they say, and like there's hours of the day that are blacked out, and I'm actually doing their bidding when I hear uh my uh trigger word, unless that's the case, I'm no I'm not, but nobody else can say that with confidence. That means everyone as well always gonna suspect everyone else, oh boy, that's the other thing brace is a guy. His biography raises eyebrows, so I see why people have a real belief that he is. But I know he's not, but that doesn't go farther than me. That doesn't convince anybody who's not in my life. And So how are we supposed to make sense of this? Knowing that, knowing that there are people who have perfectly decent reasons to suspect my CIA uh, uh, connections, I am not. But that doesn't change the fact that people have to make sense of the world and they have to choose what to believe. And the fact is, I really don't know where the hook you can put the hooks. I don't know where you can like what is load bearing in this. I like to think that dialectical materialism is I, I really do think that I mean, like I believe that the dialectic I think I really think that that is the wheel of history. Like I think that's how it works, you know, at a deep level. Like that is the thing I'm confident of, but how, how much am I understanding the actual world? Like, to what degree am I held captive co- to the demiurge? You know, I, I, this, the the demiurge of like a, the techno society where I'm only getting this like these 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 crafted bits of information sent to me in, in in the overwhelming geyser that I could never be able to sift through for a moment. How are we supposed to? I mean. Regimes of the past, uh, it was difficult to resist them because people didn't weren't able to get enough information, even know what was going on. Now there's too much information to make sense of any of it. You need a heuristic, and every heuristic is tainted. Every heuristic is tainted because it, where does it come from? It comes from rationality, but there has to be an empirical basis. There has to be an empirical basis, and how can we trust any of our empirical inputs? How can we trust any of our empirical inputs? I know, yes, people say Pinchon, yes, Pinchon would be perfect, but like, that is, uh, you know what, Give give me a minute, I know what I'm going to read, I'll be right back, it'll be a minute. Hi guys. Hello. So, uh, what I'm going to read is a section from a very early part of Thomas Pynchon's Against the Day, which is his book about, uh, the Cycle America, uh, the, the early modern the the, the birth of what, like the mo, mo, modern america basically uh and there is a thing here that is one of the most skillful uh beautiful uh here it is it's a description of uh of the chicago stockyards and it's uh, from the point of view of uh, a crew of like Sort of Jules Verne adventurers on a hot on a hot air balloon going to the World's Fair, Columbian Exhibition in Chicago. <clears throat> as they came in low over the stockyards, the smell found them, the smell and the uproar of flesh learning its mortality, like the dark conjugate of some daylit fiction that they had flown here, as appeared increasingly likely to help promote. Somewhere down there was the white city promised in the Columbian Exposition brochures. Somewhere among the tall smokestacks unceasingly vomiting black grease smoke, the effluvia of bushery unremitting, into which the buildings of the leagues of city lying downwind retreated, like children into sleep, which brighteth not reprieve from the day. bringeth not reprieve from the day. In the stockyards, workers coming off shift, overwhelmingly of the Roman faith, a- able to detach from earth and blood for a few precious seconds, looked up at the airship in wonder, imagining a detachment of not necessarily helpful a- angels. Beneath the rubbernecking chums of chance wheeled streets and alleyways in a Cartesian grid, sketched in sepia, mile on mile. The great bovine city of the world, breathed Lindsay and Wunzer. Indeed, the backs of cattle far outnumbered the tops of human hats. From this height, it was as if the chums, who... as who out on adventures past had often witnessed the vast herds of cattle adrift in ever-changing cloud-like patterns across the Western Plains, here saw that unshaped freedom being rationalized into movement only in straight lines and at right angles, and a progressive reduction of choices until the final turn through the final gate that led to the killing floor. I've always That's always stuck with me. Oh no! Let's see what else we have here. Do 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 Wow! Somebody really wants me to do a Ruby Ridge, Waco, and inebriated past. Uh... What's your fave Twitter moment? Uh I mean, I don't think I have different ones than most people. Uh Who didn't love uh the wife email? One of the best. Wife email was so funny. Angel and strawberry was really funny. There was also a day when we did a bunch of uh uh Simpsons memes about a tweet from someone where they said, Sucking dick while my man's plays 2K. Oh, you thought I said my man's dick? Fo And we did a bunch of Simpsons things about that. That was really funny. Ted Cruz porn was good. Oh, the take. Oh, the faves. You can put your hat in the water and fill up with faves. It's just anything you reference. <laughs> Any reference just... Blew up. People were nuts. Any you could take any old meme and slap that in there. He gave you just a fucking limitless ammo to just John Wick through the fucking Twitter. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, talk to me of cabbages and kings and all that shit. Yeah. So well, do we? Is our minds our own? A question that has been asked often and I don't think has ever been answered. Are our minds our own? I don't know. I mean, they aren't in any real sense, but are they, I guess, is there some connective tissue between a self and that social uh, uh, understanding? Or is it severed and replaced by the ideology that has now dominated our brains? there's no way of knowing. Just gotta throw your hands up in the air and go, like the guy, the shruggy gentleman from our favorite things on the internet. Emojis. We love emojis, don't we, folks? Uh, Does anybody have a movie recommendation for tonight? I'd like to watch a movie. I don't know if Kim Jong-un is dead. I don't have his phone number. I can't get him on the beeper. I don't know why you think I would have that information, but that's flattering, I guess, to think that you believe me to have connections in the North Korean inner circles. I do not. I am a mere uh, fellow traveler with the Juche ideal. Uh and honestly i feel like everybody should get on the good side of juche because i kind of feel like it might be the dominant ideology in the human history uh that like when if, if humans exist and like propagate through the galaxy and become like a dune dune-like, dune-like empire of of systems and systems and trillions and trillions of people it'll be under an underlying juche ideology because as far as i could see and this is true before the uh before the fucking virus came, that North Korea was well-situated to survive more well intact than other social political polities in the occasion of a genuine crisis caused by global warming. Like, it's up there, it's in the north, uh, you know, it's not going to get too hot all of a sudden. It's going to be able to sustain a local ecology, uh... And they're also going to have more social cohesion than most of the surrounding places. So, what if and they have relatively defensible borders? What if they hold out and, create, and and become like the only coherent body politic in like the post-collapse world when everything else is, you know, reverted to um, reverted to, you know, the fucking Peloponnese before the rise of the city-states, you know, like prehistory. Juche will have an advantage. And the flag of Juche will ride over the world and re-re-found re civilization along Juche ideals, and then it is Juche that uh, harnesses the atom to its full p- power and uh, g- carpets the galaxies in a in a human panspermia, all with the idea that the Kims are a divine uh like god emperor type thing like when it was by the time it gets to space it would essentially be like dune or warhammer where the god emperor would be the kims like the the lizard the the, the fucking sands uh the sand snake or the sandworm headed uh god emperor uh is is the kim like passed down through all, like the the consciousness passed from every generation starting with kim jong-un or kim il song. So that'd be cool. What if that happens? That'd be funny. So get on the right side of Juche, folks. You might end up being uh, the winner in the history books. Dune isn't really very good as a book. Uh, I, finally, I only read it recently. I didn't read it as a kid the way that Will and uh, Felix had, but it's brutally put, badly written. The guy is a bad writer. Uh, and it's all... The only thing that people like about it is it's truly interesting world-building. I mean, people talk about the the actual shit on Dune, but that's really kind of just a rip-off of, like, Lawrence of Arabia. It's just classic Orientalism with some space voodoo thrown on there. Uh, The interesting thing is, like, the idea of a human... of a space-human society which thousands of years ago had seen an ideological rejection of, like, computers. And so you have space travel and shit, but it's all due to the human brain being essentially harnessed for, like, unnatural uses. That's cool. Butlerian Jihad. That's cool. The Spice Melange. It must flow. The Spice must flow. What, Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal? That's a great movie. I love that movie. Also, very poorly paced, too. Like, the end of that book has Paul Atreides' army nuking the fucking Padishah Empire or whatever. And then it just, it all happens on like three paragraphs. Like, oh, and then they did the nukes. And then they, I guess you're trying to convey like it's inevitable at that point, but man, it's very, it doesn't feel very entertaining. And I'm sure that the fill in the wave movie will be very fun to watch, and I will see it. I will see it because I didn't see Blade Runner because I don't give a shit about Blade Runner at all. I don't like the I don't care about the world, I don't care about the movie. I don't care about the replicants. They can all f- suck me. So I didn't care. I am interested cuz having read Dune and th- thinking it's a cool concept, I do have interest in seeing it depicted by Villeneuve, but I have a feeling it's going to be kind of stick up its ass and boring. society. Violence plagues us as a society. Oh, man. Boogie Nights, that's a good movie. Yeah, right. It's the Shakespearean way of ending a battle, but that's like in a fucking play when you have a stage and a bunch of flea-bitten guys with leprosy, and that's all you can put together. When you have fucking uh, uh, the boundless imagination Uh of a book maybe you could you know get it it up a little bit there's no budget uh issues i am not the one chapo now Never was or will be i'm always a good one i'm a good boy i'm a good boy i'm a good 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 boy i'm a good boy Uh, yes, UBI is inevitable now. Oh, can you hear me? I'm not doing it anymore. I hate when I do that. Shut up. Uh, UBI. Can you hear, guys? Can you hear me now? All right, can you hear me? Okay. Uh, UBI is, yes, inevitable. We're going to get inevitable. UBI, I said that the other day. It's just, it's going to be on the terms of the bosses. And it's just gonna be a way to keep you from like totally dying in the streets it's just it's just a uh 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 just to maintain minimal social cohesion to allow for markets to continue their magic How's everybody doing? 420, blaze it, guys! 420, blaze it! I am a Minnesota hot dish. I'm a Wisconsin hot dish. I never really had hot dish. Thank God, we weren't we didn't we weren't Scandinavians, so I didn't have to endure the hot dish, because that looked like real shit. And I'm glad we didn't have it very often. Is there a leprechaun? Oh shit. Should Quebec secede? Sure, why not? Uh, everyone should secede. I know I was saying the other day that we need international institutions, uh, but in the absence of that, break all of them into such small units that they're not economically viable, and maybe that will like slow down the world economy enough to give us some time to deal with climate change. So sure, let's just break up all of the fucking countries into the smallest possible units. Let's get micro-national with it. And then we can rebuild, like, the fucking T-1000 after it gets shot when it's covered in uh, uh, liquid nitrogen in T-2. How about that? (sighs) I don't know if we're going to vulcanize. We'll see. I don't know if we're going to vulcanize or if we're going to vulcanize. I hope we do vulcanize. Honestly, the U.S. could do city states considering how radical the cultural and economic uh, schisms are between uh, suburban and urban air- rural I'm sorry, rural and um, urban areas. Uh, I did not fall asleep. Shut up. I just was. I was mor- morphing my body. Yes, let's do mega cities. Let's do mega cities, baby. I think that all of these micro nations. It's like none of them are going to be good. It's all going to be. It's all going to be state of emergency shit. It's all going to be command economy uh, and uh, like a main t- maintenance of hierarchies. You know, like if, if California secedes, uh, the fucking uh, the, uh, Silicon Valley Draculas and the, the, the movie moguls and shit, they're still in charge. Did you see that shit? Remember very early on in this when they were first, pro- uh, first started banning things? They first started banning like large groups and, uh, shit like that. Uh, Newsom said, we're banning all places where people, more than 10 people congregate or whatever, except Disneyland. Disneyland is exempt. Because fucking Disney is the largest corporation, uh, One of, is one of the largest corporations in the world. And, and it's headquartered in California. And it was honestly, they, the same day were like, actually, no, it's fine. We'll, we'll close. Like they didn't even need it. They didn't even, it's just, they were so instinctively deferential to them. So it's like, they'd still be in charge. You'd need a place where you don't have like entrenched powerful elites. And that's really, it's hard to think of places like maybe in the big square areas. I don't know. Maybe in the deep South where there's very little in the way of like functional infrastructure anyway. Who Who knows? Maybe you could like get actual cooperative farming or something out of that. I don't know. <sighs> get some hammer and hoe action going. All I know is uh, I hope that I will be allowed to be the court jester for some warlord somewhere. Just please, I I don't know if I'll be very useful as a warrior or even as a, honestly, as a peasant. I've got a, I've got a legitimate disability. I I don't know if I have the spoons to, to labor in your vineyards. So if you could just keep me on as a jester who could maybe like make fun of, uh, and perhaps gently roast some of your entourage uh as a form of amusement or uh or uh rile up your troops to for, to send them off to fight uh and claim the lands of another warlord something like that uh just you know keep just please just keep my resumes on file guys Yeah, it could be Bob Hope. I could do like I could do performances for the troops before they go on a, on a like a hunter killer raid of the nearby territories. You guys go, you guys bring back some ear necklaces. Folks, we're bringing back the guilds. We're bringing it back. Oh, I went to Ambar. That place was good. Ambar, India in Cincinnati. Delicious Indian food. I've been to the Denver, Denver Airport, but I haven't noticed any of the good shit. I need to spend some time there and absorb all of their weird occult shit because I bet it is all very kinky. Stop it. I'm just trying to breathe, people. Why do you keep talking about how hard I'm breathing? Leave me alone. What is the best cuisine? Mm, Good question. I think it might be Italian. I think that's what my heart says. Yeah, I could definitely go for a plate of some sort of pasta right now. Although Chinese has a good claim, too. Uh, Szechuan, anyway. Mwah. Alright, you guys. You got me all hungry, goddammit. I had pizza rolls for dinner, and now I'm hungry again. Curse you all. Curse you, you cursed little gremlins. Alright, guys. I'm going. I'll talk to you guys on the flippity-flop. Peace.